Hello, everyone. I'm Melina. And I'm Aditi. Welcome to an episode of Yakin' About Bojack. Please be aware we're talking about cannibalism. It's, it's an episode. You may want to skip it. Yes, welcome. Melina, what did you think of this episode? Did you even expect this? <laughs> I did not, but this this brings uh, memories from love... Um, this brings back memories from season one where they were eating at a diner, I think. They were yes. serving burgers. Yes. And then there were the cows serving them and you were questioning like, what what kind of meat is, are they eating? Yes. And I was like... Melina, I forgot about this episode when I went on that rant. Okay, <laughs> listeners, I honestly genuinely forgot, but it always troubles me because if they're animals and they're eating animal meat, how <laughs> does that work out? And this episode, I forgot it was here... I think it starts a lot of questions. It answers some of them, but it opened <laughs> more questions. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yes. So Very. many questions. So many so questions. Many questions. It's chaotic. <laughs> so we're recapping today. Season two, episode five, chickens. Melina, do you want me to go through a summary? Yes, you can. So this episode, a factory farm chicken escapes and panic ensues in Hollywood. Todd, Diane, and Kelsey's daughter, Irving, go on a crusade to save the chicken from being a factory farm chicken. They send her to Gentle Farms. Realizing Becca, the free chicken, is not free at Gentle Farms, they stage a doomed rescue. Meanwhile, Bojack tries to impress Kelsey while she struggles with doubt about being a good mom. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you think of that summary, Melina? Chickens, man. Chicken. So many chickens. So question, Melina, do you like to eat fried chicken? I do like to eat fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, delicious. fried chicken is pretty good. It is delicious. I have been trying to be vegetarian for a few years. I feel like I have a distinct advantage. And so it makes me feel even guiltier. So I grew up eating a, a 95% vegetarian diet. When we went out to eat, um, we would have sometimes chicken, sometimes my aunt would cook food. I typically had mostly white meat. I didn't have a lot of red meat. Mm-hmm. And then at one point I was like, you know, I'm going to be vegetarian for environmental reasons. Mm-hmm. And I tried even going vegan mm-hmm. for a while, though I, I could not sustain it. Kudos to the vegans who can keep it up. I really, you know, respect that. But it is, it is, a, it is difficult in North America because there's a lot less accessibility mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of, I think now especially there's a big trend of people moving towards like vegetarianism or veganism and a lot of like yeah. companies with their plant-based foods, I believe. Yes, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. Melina, now Tim Hortons has Beyond Meat. Uh-huh. When I tried going vegan, I remember I asked them to make me a sandwich and just, I paid full price, but I told them to take the oh. meat out. And I just paid for like a sandwich that had bread <laughs> lettuce and tomato there were so many places that didn't have options and now you're right there are options mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh in this case of bojack land where they're yes they, well i guess we don't haven't met a vegetarian in or vegan in bojack land but they're eating chickens yes they are they're eating chickens i remember the opening scene of this episode they have this platter for fried chicken. I remember thinking, that fried chicken is so big. It's so big. And then it hit me why it's so big. That was a little terrifying. So what do you think of the concept of food chicken versus friend chicken? I was a little confused. So 
they were saying the difference is that one is injected by hormones and what is one is not, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you yes. choose? Like, is it like uh, when you a, a chicken gives birth to a baby, they come to a, mm-hmm. like a like a like a choice room, and then when you roll out, like you get the blue pill or the red pill. The red pill means your child is gonna be a food chicken. The blue pill means your child is gonna be a friend chicken. Like, is that how it happens? I hope not. And I think that's one of the reasons why this is so controversial, mm-hmm. right? It's so controversial because that's the million dollar question, Melina. How do you pick which one is going to be? How do you decide which is friend and which is food? Especially because it looks like we're taking ones that could be potential friends and we're forcing them to become foods by by injecting mm-hmm. hormones. I hope this is totally hypothesis as listeners probably know i've forgotten so much of these nuances with the show is freaking out that episode with the cow but um i assume that animals that have already been injected with hormones their offspring are the ones that are selected to again be food hmm. then that's the uh chicken the egg question <laughs> yeah and it, that i think that's actually a really good question like how did they start in a in a world where your animals are people and can speak Mm -hmm. why would you suddenly have the idea to eat them i don't see the difference between chicken people then and human human people like why didn't we just eat human people like this too i'm not supporting cannibalism (laughs) though i looked up the definition of cannibalism okay the first one is humans eating human Mm -hmm. flesh fair the second one is the instance of an animal eating another individual of the same Mm -hmm. species so a chicken eating chicken is cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes sense. This makes me think, if they're doing this with chickens, why aren't they doing this with humans? And if they aren't doing it with humans, it makes me think, sometime in the history of BoJack mm-hmm. World, it was just humans like our world. And somehow it's suddenly changed. Mm-hmm. There's like a whole like backstory. I want like film theory. Maybe it's a, shot, a shout out to film theory. Can you please do a theory about how they're animals in BoJack? I feel like the lore of this world makes me believe that they used to just be regular animals and they suddenly became animal people. This, uh, <laughs> that just remind, brought, uh, remind me of a, I think it was a visual novel game. Have you heard of a Hatful yeah. Boyfriend? <laughs> I have heard of Hatful Boyfriend! <laughs> have you played it or watched it? Sorry, I'm way too excited. No, I've just watched uh, Let's Plays. I haven't played it. Okay. It's a great story. It, is it a great story? It's- like, I... Okay, I won't spoil it. Okay, it starts out as a Zanian sim, but as it progresses, it gets really, really good. Like that story, I told, I highly recommend. <laughs> ah. Um but okay, I won't give too much. But generally, there is an idea of like they were so that that in that visual novel, like you have birds who can speak, and they go to like yeah. a bird school, and you play as like yeah. the only human in the society, I guess. Bird school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In their society, I see. And they don't eat humans? They don't eat humans. I they never actually mention what they eat, so I don't actually Yeah. I think they eat I think the birds eat worms, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um That's the weird part. <laughs> in a world in which there are, you know, bird people, mm-hmm. wouldn't they eat bird people food? Like wouldn't they eat worms? Yeah. I want hard world building from Bojack Horseman. No, I'm joking. I feel like it's a comedy, Maybe. but because at least for cannibalism, I yeah. think for for why humans aren't other than like moral ethical issues, I think like the scientific mm-hmm. reason like humans aren't supposed to eat, 
why we don't eat other humans is that if they do, like, there's some kind of, like, protein or whatever that gets messed up when you eat another human, and it, like, screws your brain over, and, like, yeah, I forgot which one it is, but, so even if you're not an ethical person, at least that will (laughs) prevent you from eating another human being. Yeah, it's called a proteon disease, I believe, and that is the one you can get from eating human flesh. But then the chickens don't get that when they eat these other chickens. It's quite interesting. I don't think it's actually good for any animal. I don't know whether they get the same proteon disease, but I remember hearing that. Yeah. Moving on to the second <laughs> big topic. So there's one that is cannibalism. It's a problem. Uh, actually, even the, the wife on Gentle Farms talks about how it isn't natural for, for chickens to be killing chickens. Mm-hmm. Right? And I that was just... That was heartbreaking because that's technically murder. Yeah. Right? Like, they forced... Like, they're basically torturing, because, like, once it's born, once the the um, chicken is born, then they they torture it into becoming a food chicken, mm-hmm. right? And then they kill it, mm-hmm. right? At what, like, this comes to really complicated laws about when does it, con- when is a, a birthed animal considered to be a human animal, and when's it considered to be, like, I guess friend is the, is the proper term in the show, friend <laughs> versus food. At what point do we make, like, what if they're already five years old and they're about to go to kindergarten like you know like that that's just you're hurting oh my god i don't know so many things these are bad thoughts uh let's move on to some lighter topics uh we need to talk about the ethics of eating meat and specifically factory farming melina have you heard about this we're talking about real life (laughs) yeah we're talking real life oh yeah yeah no definitely like i've definitely heard of the Especially that's I think that's partially why there's such a big movement for like I guess developed countries, especially yeah. trying to go more vegan and vegetarian because of like the the environment and like the animal cruelty and also like the costs yeah. and such and like other things and how it's not sustainable yeah. and other things as well. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's really hard to make an ethical plea to eat meat. And I've had this discussion a lot. I feel like the ethically correct decision is to not. Uh, It is difficult in our society, but uh, not just from one perspective, even if they were killed humanely, it's, it's not like ethically it's, it's so bad. My real gripe is in the factory farm versus the gentle farm version. They're contrasting in, in factory farming. We definitely do devalue the animal as well. Not only just in the way we treat them, the way we process them. There's a lot of um, additional added cruelty. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're thinking even from a quality and this is why it's so big for people to take you know, organic free range. But yeah, we gain a lot. We make make meat very cheap mm-hmm. and available through factories and economies of scale. But mm-hmm. but there are these trade-offs, which is one, is the food quality sometimes. We make these trade-offs. And two is also the ethics of it. Like the way we are, are killing these animals, it isn't always humane. And so Gentle Farms, I think, represents what is supposed to be humane. Mm-hmm. Melina, did you actually think Gentle Farms is more humane? Well, I mean, between the two, Gentle Farm, like, when you get onto the actual farm, like, it looks like a slaughterhouse yeah. inside. Like, when Todd, Diane, yeah. and Irving, when they were trying to say, well, bring Becca there yeah. and then get her out of there, like, it looked like a slaughterhouse. So, we didn't really see how the chickens were, I guess, were well i guess they were what they were like playing cards and whatever's i think i don't think they were playing they were running around and like 
I don't remember them playing cards. I forget. There were, I remember there was like one a group of three. I forgot what they were doing though. Like during the commercial. <laughs> I don't know what they were yeah, doing. Yeah, who knows how true that commercial is? You know commercials yeah. lie. Oh, true. That might have just been a front then. Maybe they just put the chickens yeah. to make it look like they were having fun. But in reality, they were yeah. just like, could have been tied down there just to stay there. But they did actually go to the farm. And when they went to the farm, the chickens were playing around. Becca seemed to be having fun. In the coup, they all have beds. So it is a little bit better. But at the end of the day, they're still killing mm-hmm. them, which isn't great for that, for that reason. It's still kind of like murder. And because they force these chickens... And as you mentioned, they're selecting certain chickens to be like, you have less of a life than mm-hmm, other chickens. Mm-hmm. And in Bojack's world, especially, it's even more poignant than it is in our world where there are the exact same species of animal that's getting <laughs> selected to be like, you get to go to university and become a doctor. Yeah. Right? In our uh, human world, we don't do that as often. Where It's like, this species is all deemed mm-hmm. to be edible and they don't get to have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no dream for you. Um, though there are some animals in some regions where people will eat some animals and not eat others. And then so there's always, um, yeah. you know, there's ambiguity. But uh, I think this episode really highlights if you feel uncomfortable watching this episode, you may want to revisit why you feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And this possibly might, you know, you want to revisit your relationship with meat. I feel like it was a bit of a, an agenda <laughs> episode. I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily agenda per se. I would feel, I think it's more like raising raising bringing awareness i feel that all of the episodes yeah. in bojack so far like generally have things that that they make you think about things and this one certainly is a yes. lot more obvious because especially with the whole friend yeah. versus food chicken like <laughs> yeah this was not subtle at all you're right they always do bring up topics this is yeah. not subtle at all but it definitely didn't feel preachy and i think that's what a lot of stuff feels like this just brings up questions mm-hmm. as you mentioned it wasn't subtle but it wasn't preachy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, honestly, you don't need it to be preachy. It just needs to be something that you question yourself, right? Like, it's not forcing you to make any decisions. It's just like, this is a little sketch. And that moment where Diane's like, they're all <laughs> Becca. You know, they're res- they're rescuing Becca. And Todd finds her and, and Diane realizes, we need to save them all. And I was like, that's the moment that I think if you're, you're the viewer, you're like, oh my goodness. Also, it broke my heart legit that Todd found Becca and Becca was like, Todd? She spoke. Yeah. And that made me think, oh my god, these chickens, even though they pump them with hormones, they can still learn. Like, yeah, yeah, learn. And I was like, oh, that how, I, in Bojack's world, I find it would be really hard for me to be a meat eater. I think it would be even harder than now. Um, than it is for me now, which would be like 10 times harder. I would be like, ah! Um, I did love how they got away with Becca being a Mrs. Chavez. <laughs> oh my god! For so long, because they just went through all the words and start with "buck buck buck." I swear, some of these moments in the show, I'm just like, just like Vince, Look like back. it's like Princess Carolyn. Can you not see that three children? Officer, face. Can you not see that's a chicken? That's why. Oh my god, I forgot to go. I'm so sorry. Meow meow, fuzzy face is not a new character. He's a returning character. He's the cop that made sure Mr. Peanut Butter can drive because he was chasing the mailman. That's a adorable name. 
<laughs> that's like when i i call my cat sometimes mr Sweetface. um that's totally from jane the virgin but he's just a little sweet face <laughs> meow meow fuzzy face is so serious it just i i don't know how the voice actor just like said that lane so straight like i'm officer meow meow fuzzy face <laughs> like <laughs> how many times did you have to say it oh my god that that is true acting right there <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and then we have our new character, Irving Jennings, Kelsey's uh, daughter. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Irving? She's a uh, she definitely like her and Diane's relationship were, was interesting. Yeah, like because I feel that Diane saw a lot of herself in or wanted to try to impress yes. Irving, being like, "Just I'm a yes. cool adult who may change in the world." You know when they tell you when you're younger to write a letter to your future mm-hmm. self did you ever do that melina I, if i did i don't have that letter <laughs> <laughs> i don't have that letter for me as well i like vaguely remember writing it i do remember some of the points some people do that and then they do the other side of that coin which is to my past self what i wish i'd mm-hmm. known and i feel like diane and irving meeting was kind of like meeting your past mm-hmm. self and Irving was kind of writing a letter of what she wouldn't want her future self to be. And she was criticizing Diane through that mm. lens. And Diane was seeing Irving as that potential she had when she was younger and how she could foster it and how she could go back. And I feel like that was the dynamic to me. Yeah. I mean, it was also a bit strange, I feel, like Diane's... Because yeah. throughout the whole episode, there was it felt like Diane was thinking about like purpose. Like, what's her purpose in life? I don't think, yeah. but I thought... Especially with Sebastian St. Clair's trip coming up. Like, it's, I thought she already made that, sh- like, that whole thing about going to Sebastian St. Clair's. I wasn't sure why she was still, like, thinking about it. But I don't think that's her purpose, Melina. I feel like she thinks doing that will give her purpose. Oh. Even in the last episode, the way she talked about it was like, this will make me feel like I have purpose. This feels like it's impactful and important. Hmm. And then even when she was talking to Irving while driving her, she was saying about how she did change the world. She already did it. Hmm. But I don't think Diane feels like that, right? Yeah. She wrote a a very impactful, best-selling book that did, in fact, change the world. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't think that's the type she wanted to, and I don't think she really got... I don't think that was really her purpose, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, it's like not what she was expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Melina, you mentioned you remember a few things. You you don't have the letter from for your past self. But did you think about, like, uh, adults and what kind of adults were, like, cool? Not really, no. I think for me, I was very sheltered. So I had a limited mm-hmm. uh, exposure to adults. You met teachers. That is my limited exposure to adults. <laughs> <laughs> and they're only one kind what of adult. <laughs> like, what about TV? I didn't. I I only watch anime. <laughs> okay, what about anime, anime adults? <laughs> there are adults in anime. Yeah, I, are there really adults in anime? There were so most of the things I watched are shonen, and they barely saw any adults. Yeah, they were all like teens, hey, like main okay. characters. I read Bleach when I was in middle school, okay, and almost everybody who's not Ichigo is an adult. What? Okay, all I. All I Technically, Rookie as an adult, Rookie is a hundred percent like okay, okay. First of all, she's like a hundred like, something. That doesn't years count. Old. There are there are like 
Don't <laughs> Rukia, and then who was the other guy with the with the red Renji? hair? Okay, they're not human. Okay, Renji, it doesn't count. <laughs> okay, Rukia and Renji. Okay, Rukia and Renji were both like not. They were children, but everyone else, all the captains and in the Soul Society, all of them, they were are also adults. all not human. <laughs> they don't have regular. Yurichi, oh my god, they are people. They're persons. <laughs> oh, just like, like just like the the chicken people are not humans, but they are adults. Okay, Melina, come on, <laughs> don't use that. Didn't- they act like the everyday adults. They didn't need to go and make money and bring it home. Uh, they had jobs. Okay, the Soul Society adults had roles and jobs, like captains. Uh-huh. Okay, Yorichi was like, I, I cosplay as Yorichi, <laughs> which is why I remember her. But what's that other guy that I, uh, the guy with blonde hair? Blonde hair? I, I forgot so much of Bleach. Yeah, blonde hair, and then he has a striped hat. Oh, ah, uh, I forgot his name, but he, yeah, I do remember. He fought with a cane sword, I think. Yeah. Uh- uh, his name was uh, oh yes Uyahara. yes 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 Kisuke and Yorichi yeah yeah they are adults he that guy was definitely old <laughs> AF okay and don't get me started even in Naruto they have like <laughs> but there are tons of adults in Naruto like you know but do they act like in real life adults <laughs> a little bit yeah why not they're a little weird but like whatever they gotta stay true to the anime spirit there's so many adults Melina okay <laughs> I'm just saying, your excuses are thin. <laughs> Kakashi sensei, are, and then they are two D. Iruka sensei. Wow, I completely. Yeah. and then there's a Hokage. Him. So much of Naruto is all about getting, uh, like, finding a uh, Hokage. It's all about he's gonna be the next Hokage. Guess who Hokages are, Melina? Adults. Do we see any Hokages in real life? <laughs> Do we see anyone do any jutsu? Uh, no, I'm just saying that's a role. Hokage is basically like village, uh, like mayor. Okay. okay. First of all, I was gonna like you. You know the mayor, right? You voted. I I can't. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm How did we even come to that? What was the original question? Melina, I was gonna ask about whether you, your younger self, had any expectations for you as an adult based on the fact you saw some adults when you were a kid and you're like, I won't be like them. I kind of I like this thing about adults. Like, do you see an adult that never brushes their teeth? You're like, fuck, I'm never gonna be that adult. <laughs> I'm sure you had that thought. Okay. I remember in elementary mm-hmm. school, I heard a substitute teacher singing the anthem. Okay, and I sang the anthem every single mm-hmm. day because I like singing. Wow, <laughs> that doesn't matter. You're one of good. those. I sang the anthem. <laughs> I know I was that kid. I did it even when I went to high school. Except in high school, everybody like judged you, and so I had to like sing quieter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in in elementary school, I was doing that, and we had a substitute teacher, and the substitute teacher sang the anthem, and her voice was bad. Like, it was cracking everywhere, and it was really awful, and I was like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I will never smoke, so my <laughs> voice doesn't sound like that. <laughs> that was the best um, smoking PSA I could ever have, uh, was hearing that woman okay, sing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Did you have a moment like that? I guess, well, to me, I guess I didn't think of it as, I don't, I don't want to be an adult like that, but it's more so like, there are behaviors which I would or no, would not want to emulate, regardless yes. of age. Okay, that's like, fair. Like, if I saw someone being, like, just going around yelling and shouting at everyone all day, every day, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But I'm not doing that, like, like, like in general. Like, that's just not something I would want to be. Yeah. Like, we're, even if I'm, a, like, younger yeah. at a time, too. And I think that's... That's the right way to mm-hmm. think about it, Melina, because you don't want to put an age in it. You can just actively choose to start in, in embodying that and saying you're not going to be mm-hmm. that person. And I think that it's smart because when you're an adult, pe- it doesn't freeze. You continue to change, mm-hmm. right? 
And if I decide today I'm going to be a person who's going to be more soft-spoken, that is a choice mm-hmm. I can make, right? And I can change. I'm not fixed in that way. So I think you have the right mindset, even from a young age. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was a normal mindset, I guess. I guess. But then I do, I guess I do know of people who are like, they expect adults to be certain ways and they're that. And I'm like. And I think some people make decisions like mm-hmm. that, like. Um, so I think this is why Irving was insulting Mm -hmm. Diane and she was like, you're just a suburban housewife. Mm. Like you've settled and given up on Mm -hmm. your dreams. And that's like one on the expectation that you have is what you want Mm -hmm. as an adult and what you see as an acceptable life Mm -hmm. and what you want for yourself. Yeah. Right. And I think Irving's viewpoints are very similar to Diane's when she was younger, less about behavior and the type of person you're going to be, but about these external measurable Mm -hmm. objectives. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a little bit trickier because even if Diane finds value and meaning in her life, in this case, she says mm-hmm. she hasn't, but being judged by these external metrics, you always look like you're failing, but it doesn't really matter if you're secure with your own sense of happiness. But I, I think because Diane isn't secure, she's really feeling attacked by Irving's judgment mm-hmm. because she still holds on to that critique of herself. Like that's what her younger self would have said. Yeah. And I think it was helpful in the end, like, not in the end, well, near the end where Todd and her are talking, where, like, yeah. Dan talked about how, like, she's, like, she feels like she should be the responsible one, but she doesn't know what she's doing. But Todd is, like, yeah. you, like you're amazing, Diane. Like, I always know this comes for you yeah. for help. And, like, and even yeah. in the end when Irvin's, like, oh, yeah, these are my cool friends. And Dan's, like, I'm cool. He's, like, like it's like I think like this yeah. external validation from the two of them like I guess helped her with her self esteem, but it's also like mm-hmm. it's almost like her situation paralleled Bojack's in the first season, where it's like he wanted yeah. that book to come out and I guess change his life forever, and mm-hmm. then, and then like all this external validation is making um what they can feel good and then she was sort of I think in the first season like she was telling him like it can't just be from external validation but he's also but she's also now having a similar issue where it's like she needs this like um pr- uh trip with Sebastian St. Clair to like yeah. find her life purpose and like she needs this external validation too yeah I think you're right where Diane is very similar to Bojack in that sense it's a different mm-hmm. degree a different level, and obviously not 100%. You know, she's not the same level. As <laughs> oh, definitely not. Uh, that makes that Bojack so lovable. Princess Carolyn put it the best this episode. Yeah, she was um, like, Princess Carolyn was very clear. <laughs> like, ah, no one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was very clear, very straight, very direct in waste time. But no, I, I think that the part where Diane and, and Todd met, and you're right, they reflected on each other's perspectives. It's like one... I think it was less about like external validation, but more that it was like a she was getting mm-hmm. a different perspective. Like Irving and her had the same mm. perspective. Um, so I do agree that Diane has some external validation, but I think it was that change in perspective. Like she was seeing herself now mm-hmm. through Todd's eyes, and I think sometimes when we only see ourselves through our own viewpoint and with our own rubric, we are very critical mm-hmm. to ourselves. And when she saw it, and, and I think she still has the same expectation she had when she was Irving's age, which is you know she wanted to be able to change the world, be impactful, and, and do all that. And now uh, Todd is giving her a new perspective where he's like, I do see you as responsible. I do see you as the actual, I see you as someone who I can, I can count on someone I can go to when Mm -hmm. I need help. 
and Todd sees himself as a mess and Diane sees him as you're just living in your 20s you're freaking mm. things out and that made me feel a lot better because I often feel like you know your 20s I feel like are when you're supposed to have all the adventures mm-hmm. and I feel like it's very complicated when there are these external objectives of what this decade of your life is supposed to be like yeah. right uh, I felt that when I was in high school too. Like I think I graduated high school and I thought, oh, I think when I'm in high school, I'm supposed to party more. I don't think I partied enough. Did I do high school wrong? And I feel that same uh, sort of tendency when I think about, you know, your 20s, you think about, did I do my 20s wrong? <laughs> did I not do enough like stupid stuff? And it's that same idea and concept, Melina, that you mentioned about you can just start being that there's mm-hmm. no age. If you see you don't like this behavior, do that. You can change that today. Putting that age on it of like it's your 20s or it's your Mm -hmm. teens or it's your 30s or it's your 40s it doesn't matter when it is Mm -hmm. if you want it you can start making it happen today and I think too often we tell ourselves we can't but it was really great that Diane and Todd got to share each other's Mm -hmm. sort of perspectives and it was able to help them give context to being like it's okay yeah, yeah, because now, yeah, now, so now you mentioned our perspective. Yeah, it's not just external validation because even if we want to look at things objectively, like I don't think we can ever look at our, our, ourselves objectively. Like it's always going to be subjective. Yep. It's good to have another opinion as well because, especially if someone thinks lowly of themselves, it's just going to be a downward spiral. Like without having that, yeah, without having some kind of like information elsewhere, being like, um your thought process might be a little bit off. Yes. Having that feedback to know when it's off too is really, really high. Without that, it's, you know, it can be bad. And sometimes that feedback happens from like, as you mentioned, we're not going to be completely um, mm-hmm. objective, but you can take a moment to, you know, sit with yourself to process and give yourself some separation to realize when you're being mm-hmm. critical. And that is a practice or, you know, leaning on your friends as Todd and Diane did on each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But speaking of needing external mm-hmm. validation, I was gonna bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. We're like, no, I don't want to. Bojack, don't we love him, Melina? I never loved him. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Princess Caroline is so clear. So I think Bojack literally just said the thesis of why he he wants Kelsey's mm-hmm. acceptance. Do you remember that segment? Uh yeah, something about how he never got love from his parents. So he, if he gets a like validation from an authority figure, it'll feel like he's worth something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that like hit the nail on the head as to why Bojack always needs external validation. He, I think he hasn't taken the time to sort of love himself mm-hmm. as that surrogate love for mm-hmm. his parents. So he sees authority figures as like proxy for his parents and he wants that approval from them and kelsey is his mm-hmm. boss you know uh and so he's like you, you gotta love me and, <laughs> and anytime anyone tries to love him he pushes them away <laughs> <laughs> and so i think bojack actually came out looking like the hero of this episode he was utterly and absolutely inconsiderate <laughs> and annoying and i could not tolerate that behavior but he saved the day yeah, with his star status. He also caused... Yeah, with the star status. He also caused Yeah, so it's kind of like, if he didn't exist, the problem would not have begun in the first place. So did it count as saving the day if you caused the problem? I mean... Well, I mean, technically... 
he wasn't aware he caused a problem. It's like we could have maybe we 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 could have caused a problem today, and we don't even yeah, know that the butterfly <laughs> like, effect. Yeah. Okay, so it still counts. He's still the hero, Melina. That's what I'm hearing right now. You're saying that, you know, Bojack is a savior to all the people in mankind. That's what I heard. I mean, he just got them out of (laughs) the charges dropped. I didn't see him do anything else. But they were already going to do community service. It was going to be really small. No, I don't think community service is small, but, like, comparatively, they weren't, you know, going doing actual jail time. (laughs) Um, But he was like, he walked in, he was like, I'm a celebrity, drop the charges. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that should always work, and I'm glad that, you know, in the news you've heard several times, celebrities have tried that, and it, it has backfired on them, and, and I think that's good. We should hold, no one is above the law, mm-hmm. but this is a comedy show, people. So, it was funny. What did you think about the reveal that Kelsey has doubt about her parenting skills and losing custody? So, I feel that, so we don't know too much about her history, Life, life in general yeah it seems like her and her wife are divorced which might explain why she told diane <laughs> that whole bit about marriage stagnating yeah <laughs> yeah i mean like i think with any like relation like uh, well i'm okay i don't know any because i i have not um come from a divorced family so i don't know what like yeah. what the parents go through per se but I can I can set or I can definitely see like Kelsey Jennings. She really cares about her daughter. Like she has like expectations yes. for herself, and especially yeah. with her saying that she wants to move from being an indie director, director. like who focuses on like lesbian stories yeah. and stuff. She actually wants to become something yeah. like she wants to go like mainstream or she wants to be be doing something big because yeah. it pays mm-hmm. the big bucks and then she can yeah. afford custody. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of like hard work and especially I don't know how. Yes. Bojack Land like treats the LGBTQ community. We saw how they treated Herb way back when. Um, yeah. We don't know how it's like now, but I'm, I assume because yeah. she's also probably not she's good. also older, so I assume that she must have gone through a lot of struggles to get to where she is now. Yes. Yeah, yes, for sure. I think it's more that you're right. There's still stigma mm-hmm. and struggles and and more obstacles, right? When you're in part of a marginalized group, mm-hmm. period she sort of has that intersectionality in in the case where she's also a mm-hmm. woman director which is harder and she's also part of the lgbtq community which she's already like now uh, another minority so she's got both of those hurdles mm-hmm. to climb and i think it was kind of interesting that i didn't get the feeling she was struggling because kelsey's personality is really she shuts sort of that down she's very private mm-hmm. and so even though her daughter was visiting she kind of was very dismissive of her daughter even though she cares very much she didn't really communicate mm-hmm. that she just pushed her off onto Diane and was like, I need to focus on this. And in that thought process, she's like, I need to focus on this because this is how I show that I care and will care about my daughter. And this is how I give back to her. Whereas when her daughter was there, from the tone, it was like her daughter felt, I'm just a bother. I'm in the way of my mom's career. Mm-hmm. Right. And she was kind of like, you're going to pawn me off on one of your assistants. That's fine. And I feel like that comes down to Kelsey's communication. And it wasn't until Bojack pushes her <laughs> to the edge. And she's literally like, oh my god, you're gonna make me fail, and she actually shares those thoughts, and I think too often we don't share those important, sort of like our logic and our reasoning for this with our, our mm-hmm. loved ones, and it can go a long way to share that, um, and hopefully we don't need Bojack to pester us into sharing our feelings. <laughs> don't worry, Bojack won't pester me into sharing my feelings. I don't need him to do that. 
<laughs> Melina, this episode we saw a different side of Bojack, so I have to ask you: Do you think Bo- is Bojack good or bad? We saw many sides of Bojack: him being obnoxious, him causing a car crash, him flaunting his stardom yes. around. <laughs> yes, seems like the same as usual. <laughs> Business as usual, no mm-hmm. change. Uh, any takeaways from this episode? I feel like there were quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely we have the whole, you know, think about the ethics of your of your meat. Um, I think that's definitely one they had as a takeaway. Not subtle. <laughs> yes, that's one. Uh, another is if someone is in distress, do not talk about yourself all the time. Do try to console them. Which Bojack was incapable yes. of. Yes, Bojack was incapable of this. Yeah. <laughs> listen to your friends. Take care of your friends. But also remember to listen to yourself, take time for yourself, and communicate with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that was it for this episode. Melina, do you have an idea of where season two is going? Any predictions? Um, I mean, this came out of nowhere, <laughs> so who knows what can come next? Who knows? Who knows, Melina? I won't say anything. Okay. So she's kind of chill. I think we definitely know that um, it's going to be a surprise and it will take us by storm. So tune in next time to hear our updates about the next episode. You're leading, leading statements again. Am I? No, I'm not leading you. Okay, we'll find out next. <laughs> Listeners, if you have complaints, you can totally tell us in the chat. But I think I'm doing a great job, okay? Bye. Bye! Follow us on our socials. We're Yakin' About Bojack on Instagram and Yakin' About Pod on Reddit. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Yakin' About Bojack is produced, recorded, and edited by Melina and Aditi. Music is by Podcast Co.'s royalty-free album, Keep Calm and Podcast, the song One Fine Day. All thoughts on this podcast are personal opinions. If you or someone you know is experiencing issues with addiction, substance abuse, or any of the topics mentioned in this episode, please know there is hope and seek professional help.